What's going on, everyone? It's Tuesday, June 7th. I'm Rob Litterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, we're going to talk lumber. The pandemic saw lumber futures hit literally their highest price of all time, but these days they're way down. What is going on there, and what does it mean for the housing market? But before we get to all that, here are a couple of quick things that you should know. Elon Musk has a bit of a bot problem. Musk threatened to terminate his $44 billion agreement to acquire Twitter due to the company not providing the information he requested related to how many bots are on the platform. In related news, audience research tool SparkToro found that 70% of Musk's Twitter followers are either spam bots, fake accounts, or inactive users. To put that in context, that number is 41% for all of the other accounts that have 65 million to 120 million followers. So some might even call Elon Musk the bot king. JetBlue really wants Spirit Airlines. If you haven't been following this saga, it's been pretty crazy. First, Spirit Airlines agreed to merge with Frontier Airlines in February in a deal valued at $2.9 billion. Then came along JetBlue, which made an offer for Spirit for $3.6 billion, which Spirit quickly rejected in favor of its earlier deal with Frontier. JetBlue responded by launching a hostile takeover where they asked Spirit shareholders to vote against the Frontier deal since JetBlue is offering a 60% premium to Frontier. Why wouldn't Spirit go with JetBlue, you may be asking yourself? The biggest reason is that Spirit's skeptical that a deal with JetBlue will get through regulators, which takes us to the latest update. JetBlue is offering Spirit shareholders a $350 million payout if the deal falls through. Needless to say, if you're Spirit, it must feel pretty cool to have these two suitors fighting over you. Next up, a little email snafu on account of Amazon. An Amazon representative accidentally forwarded an email exchange to Politico in which she asked a consultant to push the message that increased legislation on the company would harm communities of color. The Amazon rep linked to a letter from the National Minority Quality Forum, which is an advocacy group focused on health disparities among minorities. But the National Minority Quality Forum lists Amazon as a corporate sponsor, meaning Amazon also funds the organization. This strategy of funding advocacy groups has become a popular one among tech giants, but we don't usually get a peek into the inside baseball of how it actually happens. Breaking news, CNN is removing the breaking news banner from their website, which basically describes everything as breaking news these days. Going forward, the label will only be applied to truly urgent events. The move is one of the first from Chris Licht, the company's newest leader, who took over from longtime president Jeff Zucker in May. The Lick Doctrine, which is what they're calling it, centers around less hype, more nuance, and an effort to reach viewers of all stripes. While it sounds great in theory, many at the network are reportedly skeptical. And finally, the office thermostat debate is settled once and for all. We've all been there, wearing a winter jacket in the summer due to aggressive air conditioning, and losing layers in the winter due to overheating, but finally, there's an answer to the ideal office temperature. In February 2021, the International Journal of Hygiene and Environmental Health conducted a review of scientific literature detailing temperature and work performance and found that the optimal range for cognitive and work performance is between 71.6 degrees Fahrenheit and 75.2 degrees Fahrenheit. For those of you living in a Celsius world, that's 22 degrees Celsius to 24 degrees Celsius. If that range feels right to you, you're welcome for helping you win your next office thermostat debate. If it doesn't, just pretend you never heard this. And now let's talk about lumber. So lumber dealers have experienced a seesaw of emotions over the past couple of years. During the pandemic, lumber prices went absolutely bonkers, hitting a record high in May of 2021. 
This happened for a number of reasons. Following the Great Recession, home building, which is the single biggest industry for lumber, ground to a halt, leading demand for lumber to plummet. Fast forward to 2017, when Western Canada, which is one of the biggest sources of lumber for the United States, was hit by wildfires, which cut down supply big time. Then, in March 2020, it looked like lumber prices were even more screwed and investors started shorting the market. As a result, in April 2020, sawmill operators cut their production by 40%. But then, something unexpected happened. Lumber demand actually went up. The rise was due to a combination of record low interest rates, stimulus cash, and time at home that led to a boom in home remodels and reconstruction. Supply chain issues have kept those prices high over the past year, but now a shifting macroeconomic environment has led lumber futures to drop 52% since early March. So what's going on here? Simply put, there are a couple of big changes in the housing market that have drastically altered the supply and demand equation for lumber. First and foremost, the Federal Reserve has been raising interest rates, which caused the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate to jump from 3.1% to 5.1% since the beginning of the year. Then, in April, single-family home completions, starts, and building permits all declined, signaling a slowdown in the housing market. This combination of rising rates and falling inventory has caused new home sales to drop 16.6% in April, the largest drop in nine years. Lumber dealers have been left holding the logs. In April, only 12% of dealers reported low inventory, down from 61% a year earlier. This has led many dealers to slow down orders, which has caused the issue to trickle back up to lumber producers, which are starting to halt operations as well. One example is Canfor Corporation, a major lumber producer in Canada, which has been operating at 80% capacity since March and expects to continue on a reduced operating schedule through the summer. So what's this mean going forward? With the Federal Reserve committed to raising rates to fight inflation, it's unlikely interest rates are going to get much better for lumber dealers anytime soon. That said, one expert believes issues in Canada's western forests, shipping problems, and duties at the U.S. border will keep prices from dropping to pre-pandemic levels. In short, if the price of lumber was holding you back from doing that home project last year, it may not be a bad time to reconsider. All right, that's going to do it for us today. If you like what you heard, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.